Hello, it's Melissa with the Mom Chronicles. It has been a long time, but a lot has changed in the world. So, all I, I feel like everybody is talking about is the coronavirus. And I wanted to do a podcast about about this. I might even do more. This is a situation that changes every day. And... I feel like if you'd asked me two weeks ago, if this would be, even three weeks ago, this would be our new normal. When you started, like when I started making plans for the year, I I mean, this is something, of course, that you could never foresee or plan for, but here we are. So I uh, would never feel, uh, you know, think that we'd be in some type of quarantine, which technically... I guess my state is technically not, it's not shut down, shut, you know, what is it, locked down or whatever. So, I know certain, in our state, certain counties are starting to do that, like the shut-in. But the particular county I am in hasn't. It's one of those things where you're kind of waiting for the state to do it, but it hasn't happened yet. But I never could have imagined a virus, you know, completely taking over our daily life, shutting down the world as we know. And I know we see these things in movies, um, and I know it's happened elsewhere, but it's never happened to me directly or indirectly. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's a crazy experience, and it, I think I'm glad that, which I mean, I'm not glad, but, you know, we're not alone in this because everyone is somehow, they're being affected by it. So I think I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of my perspective on it, which just kind of how I saw it, you know, I just want to kind of talk about my experience and my viewpoints. So like once it started out, you know, as you know, we started hearing about it in China, it was something that was far away in a country, you know, that I probably wouldn't go to in my life. Then the reports started getting, you know, it's getting closer, it's spreading. But, you know, I think most people thought, okay, it's far away. You might have heard somebody, know somebody that was impacted by it, but nothing, you know, in your back door. Then we got word that it was in the U.S. So then you your alarms are raised a little bit but still it's on the other side of the US but so it's not a big deal so i you know the planner in me i was like let me just stock up on a couple things that usually when things get crazy they get limited on but nothing and you, you start kind of keeping an eye on the news a little bit more but still alarmed but not alarmed then you start hearing the story the story story excuse me stories about uh, people hoarding, people stockpiling. Then you start thinking, should I be stockpiling? Is this coming? You know, what should I be doing right now? Then the news starts to tell you that you should stockpile. It's spreading things. And then you start to hear it's in your state. And things start getting in. And everyone that you know of, is this is like the main topic that everyone is talking about. Then the school gets canceled. Which... You know, it's a good thing, and I'm glad they did it, but it's also, I think it makes it, it's, it, it makes it seem way more serious. So, 
last week was the first full week that they were at school, which was like, you know, I feel kind of like a vacation or spring break, but it really wasn't. And I think it was like the adjustment for our, you know, this is what our life's going to be. And I think we were trying to wait to see if it would be a long-term thing or just something that was just going to be two weeks, which two weeks with your kids at home is a big deal. So it's not a small feat, but it's a big, you know, a big deal. So I think last week is kind of when it settled into to into me. Like I realized the severity of what was going on. In between the schools being shut down and then the people really hoarding stuff and you can't find anything. There's no toilet paper. Everyone is posting on social media about there's no toilet paper. There's no this. All the pictures of the empty shelves. Because, um, you know, I've never been to a store, one, and saw this many empty shelves. Which, I'm in North Carolina, so one of my first jobs in high school was working at food line when we had a big hurricane hurricane Fran come through those I've never seen a grocery store empty and that's the first time I've ever seen and seen the lines and seen empty shelves in a store so that was I don't know what year that happened but when I was in high school and now I'm in my 30s with kids and now I'm seeing stores empty and it's alarming and also, side note, you also see how dirty the shelves are at your local store that you think is clean, but then you realize, okay, maybe not so clean, and you, you see all the imperfections of the, your store, by the way. But I think it's alarming, and then it makes it more real. Like, you might be in a little bit of a bubble, but then when you go to a store, and then you see everyone else looking for the same things that you're looking for and not finding, and you're hearing the stories from your friends on Facebook, your family friends texting you, it is alarming and it makes it more apocalyptic in a sense. And I feel like it's eerie. I don't even like going to the stores now. And then, of course, you start seeing it starts slowly people with masks and gloves. And now it's like you see more and more people. And then you don't know who has it, what has it, if it's on the surface. So you're scared to even go into the store. I think it's, I wish I get that this is just what it is right now, but it makes it more alarming. So, I think, you know, it got, it, I mean, it's just, I think it's a very scary time right now. And every day it's changing. And, you know, I think, well, I wanted to talk about politics, which usually I do not talk about politics. But I guess it's not like, pol it, it is politics, but I just feel like, if, if I start off with the fact that how many kids are at home with whoever and their parents can't work their mom. Some people are getting paid from their jobs. Some people have gotten laid off. I have not got laid off right now. I actually have a boss that lets me bring my kids and I work from home some of the days. But I'm okay with that because I work in an office. All the other people are working from home and so I don't, and we're not interacting with people, so I'm okay with it, but how many other people that work at Target can't bring their kids to work? I mean, like, just the severity of it. On top of the people that are, have the virus, luckily we have it and we don't know anybody that has it right now. Um, I've only known somebody that believed they have it, but they didn't meet the criteria to get the test, 
and this was a week ago, so now there's more tests, but they were too young and didn't meet, have enough of the symptoms to meet the criteria, which the criteria for the test changes every day, so who knows what it will be tomorrow. So, it, it it's just, I've lost, where, I've lost what I was talking about. So, I'm lucky enough to have someone that will let me bring my kids to work, but a lot of people don't have that. So, you know, it was very interesting when you see Congress and whoever trying to come up with this bill to save America, to help America, to do all these things. But, like, how do you know it's even enough? It's because we're talking about, it's, one, a situation that is constantly, constantly changing. People are losing, people are, are scared. I mean, there's the people that are sick that aren't working, the people that have to stay home to take care of the kids. I mean, there's, I mean, it's just complete fear. You you fear that we are not going to be able to get groceries, whether it there it be an inventory or the fact that you might not have money in your bank account because you didn't work because you got laid off to get groceries. Fear that there's no toilet paper. You know, you fear going to the store because you might get the coronavirus. Fear of, you know, losing your job, your home, your savings, if you have savings that you haven't burned through, your cars. Fear of not being healthy. Fear that's you know, this cold, my allergies might be the virus. You don't know. The list could go on forever. Then now you have to add on it the fear of your kids not getting education because you're trying to homeschool them, work from home. Then your school system is trying to figure out how to teach all these students from remotely. And then, you know, I'm at me, I'm like, how can I homeschool my kids now? I don't want them to backtrack and just be, you know, not learn. So let me order books. And then those aren't available. I mean, you, you know, it's just, it's insanity. And now we're super scared to do just ordinary things. And, it doesn't stop, you know, and I think we are all, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like I'm constantly checking the numbers to see how many people are infected today, how many in my area, it, it's, it's the numbers, you, you're, it's like, it's now it's about numbers, like, suddenly I care about what the numbers are, everyone's talking about it. And it's an ever-evolving situation that has no certainty about when it's going to end, what what's going to happen. And the president wants to say that we're at war with the virus, which I think is true. We are at war with the virus. But I feel like we're also at a war with the politics in America, uh, among other things. Because everybody wants to talk about the numbers. We want to flatten the curve. We've done so many tests. We're giving people money. We're giving small business money. We're giving, we're helping unemployment. We're, we're just giving money to everybody. But people don't want to hear about getting the economy back when they're at home and everyone in their family has the virus. Or... I'm pretty sure no one wants to care about the economy when somebody's in the hospital. They can't go visit their loved one or comfort them, take care of them because they might get the virus and there's no gear for them. You know, They can't even go see their family member. 
and they have to get updates from a doctor or, you know, like, I mean, they do not care. They don't care about the economy when they don't know how they're going to have their next meal. They don't have food. They can't, even if they had the money, they can't find the food. They, they don't, they don't care. They, they want solutions. I get that, you know, I think in the press briefings, they talk about it's an outdated system. Okay, it is an outdated system, but when any person takes a position, president, anybody in the White House, these government, it, okay, well, I hate personally when people talk about broken systems, broken this, you took a position, they, these, a lot of these people have been in this for however long, you knew it, what it was, what it was, and just because you couldn't have planned for this, who's going to talk about it being broken. It's broken. Okay, well, I don't want to hear about it being broken when we're in a, this disaster that we're in. I want to hear what's being done. I don't want to hear over and over, it's a broken, outdated system. I do not want to hear about it. I want you to tell me how it's fixed. It's maybe you could talk about it being broken in an outdated system once or twice. There's your there's your little talking about it, how it was broken. But now you, it's your, this is your show and you need to fix it. And that's all you need to talk about is how you fix it. And no one wants to hear about how we're outpacing everybody with tests. When now you're told not to get a test unless, you know, I mean, if you're whatever, whatever, I mean, the testing changed. There's so many people that are at home sick that most likely have it and we don't know. So the numbers aren't even accurate. The numbers that we have now are not accurate on top of the backlog. So even if you do get really bad, you get really sick, you want to go get a test. Well, they say you got to wait until you've been sick X amount of days or you have this criteria. Then you get the test. Then the test is more days of you contaminating people. We don't know because you might self-isolate, but you might think it's just a cold. We don't know. And then, so what, seven to eight, nine day turnaround time from once you get it, unless you're one of the rich and famous who can go get a test to pay however much they pay to get a test. So, we're not even going to talk about the fairness of that, but, so there's the, the flaws in the testing. And then we hear, what is last week? Okay, we're going to vote on this bill and we're going to get Americans money. We're going to take care of Americans, hardworking Americans. All these people that have already been laid off or are already being been in quarantine for however long. They're staying at home. We're going to take care of the Americans. Last week, they said two weeks. We're going to have money in, the, in their hands by the beginning of April. Well, April's next week. And um, now it's three weeks, maybe, you know, possibly. Money, okay, well, now there's people that have already been in this a month deep, so hopefully they have a little bit of savings, but most likely not next month. And I don't really see, like, an end game happening here where we're trying to help out businesses and all this stuff, but potentially there's people that are not going to make it. And, I mean, I just... There's a big gap. So I think, which I hope this is not too political, but I just feel like it's great that we're getting faster and things are improving. But we need to pull, you know, push aside, aside the BS that 
I feel like is happening right now with we're repeating the things, repeating things. People want current information and they want the truth. And we've known about this for however long we need to be getting funneling things to make it happen to. So if somebody's sick, they get a test. If, if it's a mild cold symptoms, whatever, but we should be able to get ramp it up to make that happen. And people, I mean, it's just, so I feel like we need to, so I find hope in the messages, like, because I know it's bad, and it, we're in a state that it hasn't even got bad yet, and it's this whole, you know, I feel like I go to bed looking at numbers or watching news, and then wake up to the same thing, and then go to work, and last week, I there was a lot of uncertainty, which still there's a lot of uncertainty, because I don't know how much longer I'll have a job. And a lot of the people, uh, we, we just don't know. You, I mean, you're in complete. I mean, I just feel like I'm in like a twilight universe, but this is like our new normal and we're trying to adjust to it. And I think it's hard for everyone. And then I think it also makes it worse now that the kids are home and then you're trying to figure out what to do with them like because you want them to have a proper education and you want because I mean they've canceled school till May 15th here but I don't for well in person school but they're going to do some kind of remote option which they're still trying to figure out but so what are parents supposed to do I mean it'd be it's one thing for it to be like a short short term thing but it's you know, obviously going to be a long term. It's just, it's just a very different kind of world. And I wish there was a magical fix, but there's not. And I find hope in the, in the survival stories and the people that are helping. And then you see the, the, you know, in the sea of the negative and the repeat stories, you see, the good, the good people, the doctors, the politicians, the nurses, the scientists, regular people just doing things to save people and help the needy. Like I hear locally there's some restaurant that's driving around handing food to the truck drivers. So, I mean, there's all kinds of, there's good. And I th- we need that. I mean, I think we need that more than anything because... We're so scared. Everybody's scared about what's going to happen. You're worried about if you're going to get it. Somebody you love is going to get it. You're worried about your financial stability. Certain people are worried about if they're going to lose their house. I mean, it's just... It's very scary. And then you see the news and how things are just being in the news. It's just... It's just crazy. Like we should just be focused on helping the people and focused on, you know, making this go away and to a certain degree, finding the cure, whatever, or at least mitigating it. Uh, because I've talked to so many 
different people and it's not just me. It's not, it's everybody has been impacted, impacted by this and you see the numbers and what's going on across the world. It's not like so-and-so gave it to us. This is true, but look how much we have here. Like even though the border was closed, look how many people are sick now. It doesn't matter. We're it's here. It doesn't matter where we got it from. It's here, and now we're going to have to try to save people and stop the stop the the death. You know, people dying. We don't. I mean, it doesn't matter. Does doesn't matter <clears throat> the outdated system. It doesn't matter. We're here now. We got to fix it. We got to find solutions. We need people. That want to and can fix problems in the right places. That's what we need. We don't we don't need politicians telling us how great it is, how bad this person was doing it. We need people that want to fix crap, want to make it better, want to stop the spread. People that are doing stuff instead of talking about how great things are and. Which it's great to see the hope, but we need people that are here to fix it, make it better, and that do it. That's what I want to hear about. So, I hope this didn't get my my rant and didn't get too political. But I just want to talk because I feel like so many people have been impacted. My sister, she works at a retail store. And, you know, it's a low-income area. And she hears so many stories about people not having food, not being able to find it, being laid off. And I think it's like one thing when you see it on... It, it's, it does affect you when you see it on the TV. And it, you know, does make you emotional and you feel for the people. But I think it's more... It, you feel it more when you're in front of a person and you can feel their emotion and their stress and because it's not just you know we're all affected by this there's people that are worried about money and or their health older generation my dad has COPD and the last thing I would want to do was give it to him and I don't know that I have it so we avoid him we're you know like so I, I'm not going to see my dad. We're, of course, FaceTiming, but it's not the same. And when there's no way we'll ever know if when this is going to end, you know. And then <clears throat> you get worried also because what you hear the stories about you can't get a test, you can't get help. So what if something happens to my dad? Okay, so I and we can't go see him if he has to get go to the hospital. So it's like you're worried about. Then on top of it, you're also worried like you don't want something normal, like say get strep or something. You don't want your something happen to your kid or break a leg or something right now because you don't know if you can go get care at a hospital or it'd be safe, you know. So I think it's. I mean, it's just a it's a new world like we're living in, and. The, I guess one of the things that has helped me and I guess would be my advice in this situation, even if, if it's advice, is that I think being mindful of being of, of what's of what's going on. Like I, I think it's great that 
we can watch the news, we can check Twitter, check Instagram, check Facebook, whatever you're checking, and get an update about what's going on. But do I, ne- I necessarily think it's good for my mental health? No, I do not. Because I think when I, you know, when it was pretty new, I was going to bed reading stuff. So I would have dreams about the virus and then wake up to see how many more people or what new cases were in the area or what was going on. So it, I think being mindful of how much you're watching the news talking to people about it, which I think you're going to talk to people about it because it's what everybody's talking about. No matter where you go, it's, you know, things are being changed because of it. You're scared to touch gas station pump. I mean, it's just, it's part of your day now is the virus. You know, so I think being mindful and being mindful of what's around your children because they see that you're stressed about it and that it adds stress to them indirectly, probably. I might, I might have, you know, I'm not no specialist or anything like that, but that's just the obvious parenting. <laughs> then I think, so being mindful of that, and I think that there is hope in all of this. I think there's the good people and hope that, we'll figure this out. It's there is, it's not going to be perfect and a lot of bad things and people are going to die here across the world. So many people have already died from this, but I think that we'll be a better country and world in, in the end. And I think if we focus on helping the people, no one could have predicted this or planned for this, but that's, you know, life. And I think it's really about how you react and, make fix it and do what you can to make it better and I think everybody has a part in this and you know we will survive this but we're not going to survive it by being you know closing off and not helping people and playing the politics game and I mean, we, th- we can do all do more. And I really hope that things will be better. I know it's the worst is probably yet to come for us. And I'm, pr- you know, I guess I'm prepared for that, but I have hope and I hope you have hope too. And, you know, for the people that know me and if you ever want to, reach out and talk to me for all the people that just listen to my podcast thank you you can always reach me on instagram or twitter but this you're not alone and to all the moms out there that are dealing with this and the working moms any mom it's not going to be easy it's going to be hard i did some homeschooling today and after about 30 minutes i wanted to fire well i guess expel my children and quit uh, <laughs> because it's, you know, it's not easy. I'm used to helping out, but now I'm trying to, I think it's also hard cause you're like stressed about the virus and all this stuff. And then, but you're trying to be productive with your kids and you're trying to make sure they have outdoor time and they get to do, you know, they get to be kids and 
but learn at the same time. And it, there's all this pressure. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, just throw the mom guilt out because you're going to have mom guilt. It's just not going to go anywhere with this. There is mom guilt going to be had over the next however many months. Let it go. I have a crap ton of it. I know I'm not alone in that. But we'll make it out. It's not going to be perfect. Our kids are going to have some days that they're probably not going to learn a lot. But let's look at the positives. Hopefully they're at home. They're safe. They're not getting pot potentially exposed to the virus from somebody at school. So at least you know that. But it, it's going to be fine. We're going to figure it out. We always do. Uh, moms are resilient and we're tough. And we might have days where we go cry in the closet by ourselves. That's okay. Take your little moment to go cry in the closet. Then pull your boots up and get out and go toughen up. Because you will, <laughs> you know, I tell my kids, toughen up, buttercup. We'll make it out. We'll figure it out. We always do. Um, that goes for the moms in the world, the people, whoever's listening to this podcast. We'll figure it out. So, thank you again for listening. I might have got a little off subject, but I just felt like I wanted to, usually I'm more structured and what I talk about in my podcast, this is kind of not structured, but if anybody is interested in joining and doing a podcast together where we talk about the virus or how it's affected your life or someone you know, or it could be about how you're handling your kids at home it could be about you've lost your job or you're trying whatever um I think it would be interesting for the listeners to any listen to, to listen to you know different perspectives because my perspective is probably different than uh, is different than other people's and I think it would be interesting to have different perspectives so if you're interested please uh dm me on instagram melissa at melissa joe graham thanks for listening and hopefully I will uh well not hopefully but I will be hopefully recording an episode with someone shortly. Y'all have a good night, day, night. <laughs>